I see the triangle, right? I, fi I figured it out. <laughs> Voice of Reason, the, the solid, uh, hold it down, it's the beige rage, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe the Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in, man. It, it, I don't even know what to call this Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, ye and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 yo,
I thought they did a great job too. Silk Sonic was cool, but I like the messaging. You know what I mean? I think that when you have those kind of platforms and 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 and, and you have the attention of. America, so to speak, like that, you should use it to spread a message. And Lil Baby definitely, absolutely, positively did that last night. Mm-hmm. Bigger picture remix featuring Killer Mike. Tamika Mallory comes through in the middle to do a speech. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about all that. And we got a special guest today, right? Yes, we do, actually. Who's joining us this uh, morning? BRS Cash will be here. Oh, BRS Cash, yes. that's right. Young young, um, young brother from Atlanta, Georgia, has a song called Throw Baby and another well, one called Cash App. Well, on on the radio, it's called Go Baby. Okay, oh, that's whack. <laughs> Throw Baby is what it is. Okay. Well, yeah, the clean version is Go Baby. Throw Baby's gold. Clean version. I can't speak for that one. When you go when you go to the polls, the vote is Vote Baby. No, Throw Baby. Oh my goodness! All right, and we got front page news. What are we talking about next? Yes, and you know, over the weekend, some people got some extra money in their bank accounts, so we'll talk about these stimulus checks. All right, we'll get to it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Well, after 20 years of playing football, Drew Brees retired from the football game. He is now retired. He did pretty good last year, didn't he, though? He didn't do that bad. Uh, who beat them? Tampa. Tampa beat Tampa them. Beat yeah. them. Tom yeah, Brady Tampa beat them. them. What, in the finals? In the, yeah. Yeah, he finals. He won't get away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. I'm surprised. Maybe he just wanted it to be over, but I thought they did pretty good last yeah, year. Yeah, he's well, old, though. That's why That's why Tom Brady is such an anomaly, and that's why you got to look at Tom Brady and be like, wow. Because he's 42, about to be 43, I think, if he's not yeah. 43 now. And yeah. Brady's like, what, 41, 42? Yep. Yeah, it's time. It's, it's well, congratulations to Drew Brees. What else we got, Yeezy? Well, the city of Minneapolis is going to pay the estate of George Floyd $27 million after the city council on Friday unanimously voted to settle a lawsuit with his family. Of course, his brother said he would return the settlement money millions if and many could see his brother again. Philanese Floyd said, I thank the state of Minnesota for getting the settlement taken care of. But even though my brother is not here, he's with me in my heart because if I could get him back, I would give all of this back. Man, and that, you know, this is all as we're waiting for uh, jury selection that's underway for the trial of Derek Chauvin, a former Minneapolis police officer. That officer, former officer, is accused of killing uh, George Floyd back in um, May 2020 by kneeling on his neck for almost eight minutes. And it's got to be so bittersweet Mm -hmm. to even receive a payment like that because it is literally blood money. That's literally what it is, blood money. Right, and there's no amount of money, obviously, that could even make you feel like that's okay. But it is historic, and it's something that, I don't know, it's just hard to say. I don't even know what you can say about that. And, you know, even, uh, you know, like Ben Crump, salute to my man Ben Crump. It's it's, it's great to get these settlements, but got to keep pushing for policy. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep pushing for policy change, right? Mm Because these things should not happen, period. Right. Absolutely. And, And, you know, March 13th, by the way, was also... Uh, uh, when Brianna Taylor was killed one year ago. So she was shot and killed by cops when they opened fire. And they actually had some uh, march here in, in L.A. as well. So just to celebrate her life. Oh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Sorry, they had a march in Louisville, Kentucky as well. And so they said it was a uh, it, w- it was very peaceful. But yes, one year, March 13th. So again, let's never forget that too, as we're still waiting to have, find out what's going to happen with that. And you know, her boyfriend is also now suing the police department. And uh, uh, because, as you know, they dropped the charges against him, but he does have a pending state lawsuit claiming in a new federal filing that the Louisville Police Department does bear direct responsibility over Breonna Taylor's death, which they do. 
That is your front page news. You sound like a robot a little bit, E. Oh. There you go. And listen, if people got their stimulus checks, I'll be interested to hear if anybody got that money in their account because that money did start going out this weekend. And they said if you didn't get it this weekend, you should be getting it sometime this week. So that, so that should be starting now. Good, because it's well needed for a lot of people out there. All right. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Keith. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yeah, so I just want to uh, voice my support for uh, my governor, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, I just want to say that I support him, and I, I know that a lot of people are... Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we yes. can hear you. We can hear you. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. I just, I just want to say that, you know, a lot of uh, uh, these news or reporting about these politicians calling for this guy's resignation... And nobody's talking about the people. And they're all in the comments, all in, all in the news uh, report comments. Mad women don't believe uh, the women. And nobody's reporting that. And nobody Don't believe... Wait, hold on, hold on. But I'm pretty sure die. pretty sure that Governor Cuomo did admit to some bad behavior. But the way, the way that he admitted it, it wasn't that he admitted it. He was pretty much saying, like, yo... I, I I didn't know that that was the way that he took it. Like he didn't see it. Like he couldn't see whatever whatever he said to us. Like like I just uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you so why flustered you over this? Yeah. Like why are yeah. you so flustered over this whole situation, bro? Because you know what? It's just it's just that the way the news is reporting. It's all these news people are talking about all these politicians, and nobody's talking about what the people in New York are saying. So you're basically saying these politicians want Governor Cuomo to resign, but you and some other folks like you in New York don't want him to resign. That's the reason why he's boldly sitting there, because he's he's seen that stuff online. He's seen that people are saying, don't resign. I don't, I don't think, think that's I, the I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think he's boldly sitting there because of that. I just think that, you know, it's, it's probably like for him, if I'm, if I'm Governor Cuomo and I see all these politicians asking me to resign, I would be asking the same question like, okay, well, six months ago or however many months ago, Joe Biden was getting accused by eight different women of being inappropriate. Y'all yeah. didn't ask him to resign. So I'm like, what? I would be like, what's the standard? The prime example. You said who? Donald Trump, he said. I, said Donald Trump is the prime I mean, Donald you know, Trump, you know, you know what, Joe you Biden. What Governor Cuomo is in, in one Jay Z bar. They said you could, if you could, it's a dark night feeling. You could die being a hero and live long enough. Oh, to that's be a, a fact. That's a fact. And, I just, and, and everybody was giving Cuomo love this whole year. He said every day, man. He worked so hard every day. And, and now all of a sudden, you got people turning it back on left and right. And I just think that's crazy. I don't and think I know I, the people I, in New York is sitting there mad. Women is talking about these. They don't believe these women. They just they, they really don't. You can see it in the comments. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I just don't understand how any of it works because Democrats will call for one to resign, but ignore the other. So you know, I, I just don't know how any of it works. I, it's there's no consistency. It's funny. These Republicans got some nerve after they let Donald Trump in the White House. Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> like once, yeah, both, once, yeah, like once again, Joe Biden was accused of being inappropriate dating different women. So I just don't know how any of this works. That's, that's all. Well, thank you, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is Ashley. Hey, Ashley, good morning. Get it off your chest. Okay, so I'm on my way to work after being quarantined from having the coronavirus. <laughs> Why you say it like that? Coronavirus. Everybody want to put a melody on coronavirus. <laughs> That's Cardi B's way. No, but it wasn't that bad. Um, It was doable, I guess. Um, I just lost my taste and my smell. I actually still don't have my taste. Um, I got retested and check this out. I tested positive still after being quarantined. But according to DHEC in South Carolina, I'm not contagious. So my job is allowing me to go back. You still mm-hmm. have it, and and you. I, yes. I'm not a doctor, mom, but I, I, if you still have COVID nineteen, I don't know if you should be going to work. No, but this is the thing that DHEC says that it 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 will continue to pop up positive in your system for about like ninety days. But as long as I don't have no symptoms and um, I'm not, then I'm not contagious. Man, I don't know. I ain't yeah. never heard that one. That's a new one. You just, you just hit us with a new one. I've never heard that one no. in my life. Yeah, seriously. Even my job is like, well, are, do you have any symptoms? And I'm like, no, ma'am. And she's like, okay, then you're all set to come into work. So I'm like, they just oh, need okay. you at work. Yeah, but if you testing positive, that's kind of like a liability, right? Because what yeah. if you come in there and infect everybody else? Exactly. This is coming from human resource for my job. You don't work at iHeart, right? I'm looking, I'm looking at what the CDC says. It says if you test positive but had no symptoms, if you continue to have no symptoms, you can be with others after 10 days have passed since you yep. had a positive viral test. For 10 days. Yep. That, that makes right. zero sense. To me, too. Because that's like saying, like, if I don't have no symptoms from the beginning, you know how people have been testing and they've been asymptomatic? Mm-hmm. So why do we got to quarantine? Mm-hmm. Well, they said 10 days after you first had your sy- symptoms. But what's the difference? End. What, what's the difference? If I test positive and I don't got no symptoms, why why do I have to quarantine at all? If, if and I'm, they don't they don't know much about this. Every time, every two weeks, things change. Every two weeks, it's a different. Oh, we got to. Oh, it's different it from before. Different. Now we should double mask. Now we should do this. Now well, right. you just you just Good be luck. careful. OK. Yes, of course. All right. Thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? Young Us. All right. Well, get it off your chest. I got to get off my chest with you, Envy, man. Been trying to get in touch with you for like three years, man. Y'all got to start checking <laughs> your DMs and stuff, man. Come on. Like, you one of the biggest DJs in the Tri-State area, man. I'm an up-and-coming artist. Know what I'm saying? Start the world. Look ahead. Anybody would be good. Are you, you're an up-and-coming artist. Where you from? I'm from Long Beach, Long Island. Okay, well, let me let me hear your DM. What was your DM? If you said I'm the biggest artist out there, I probably my my assistant probably didn't answer. But what you trying to do? I had trying to get you to listen to my music, man. Well, rap right now. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. Spit something right now, bro. My mom told me when you locked up. Let's see where your friends at. People switched up on me. I ain't got no friends left. Twenty years for a body. Now you got ten left. Five hundred blocks. CPH is where I've been at. People keep wondering where I keep the whip at. My loyalty is earned. Just can't up go and give that. Brand new hammer clip. No, I had to extend that. Riding through floating like where the hell is diff at? Miss my twins for being born. Something I can't get back. Ish. The desert eagle got a mean kickback. Ran down on him while the whole block was pitch black. Put his hammer. Told him I should push your ish back. All I hear is a bunch of lies. I just hear a bunch of lies. You just say you just lying. 
You you I, did some lying. You see? said you said see? you did twenty yeah, years. You said you got. I got so many heat. You said you got twenty years and you did ten. Have you ever been to jail for ten no, years? No, I said I said my I said my man got twenty years. He got ten left. Oh, okay. All I hear my is a bunch of go. lies. Bro. He got ten left. You just lied the whole time. You must be out your mind, man. So you a killer? Uh, you bust your gun? The first time. You a killer? I ain't no killer, man. You bust your gun? I ain't no killer. Do you I bust your gun? Over. Yeah, plenty of time. You're a liar. Peace. Peace, God. Peace. Give me your full see, name. Man, what's your I, What's your I, first and last see, name? You did, better not. See, what, I did good because I got Charlemagne hate. Hey, what's your, what, what's your first and last name, King? First name Sean, last name Usher, man. He's definitely Sean, calling 911 uh, on Sean you, bro. Sean Usher? Yeah, yo. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna call 911? No, you just, no, you, just, you just admitted the mad crimes on the radio. I just want, you know, people to do their due diligence. That's all. It's all right. Tell them to come get me. I ain't running. All right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Holla at me, man. No, uh, we don't talk to criminals. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a wonderful morning, brother. And put the guns down. Yo, y'all too, man. Appreciate guns it. down, peace signs up. All right. Thank you so How much. you just wake up and choose violence through your raps <laughs> at 6 something in the morning? God Goodness dang. gracious. All have right. You had breakfast? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. And let me shout out to uh, Mr. Ruggs out at uh, Copper Cove. He owns a restaurant, one of the best uh, restaurants in Atlanta. There's so many great restaurants in Atlanta. He owns one. And um, I forgot to pay the bill on my way out. So, Ruggs, if you're listening, Ooh. I will send you How do you, you forget up. to pay the bill? <laughs> uh, you know what? I just totally forgot. I just We just walked wow. out. Wow. See? That's why you can't have black people in your businesses, man. He wouldn't have forgot to pay the bill at a white restaurant. Exactly. Wouldn't even have thought about forgetting yep. to pay the bill at a white restaurant. Right. I can't You're believe right. you ran out That's on the disrespectful. bill. disrespectful. I paid the bill, and then, you know, somebody said, yo, let's take a shot. I took a shot, and then I forgot to pay for the two shots. So I owe Ruggs some money. Ruggs said I'm good, though. I was, I'm Wait, so Ruggs someone some told you, let's take a shot, and then you have to pay for it? Yes. He's wow. a good friend. Yeah, pretty much, right? But shout out to Mr. Ruggs. Mr. Ruggs, I, I'll send it, man. He was like, don't worry about it, but now nah, I just want to make sure all my debts are paid. So shout they out to Copper Cove. He probably was talking about you when you walked exactly. out. Like, oh, he didn't, he didn't even wow, know. He's just gonna... I, feel good for, I feel bad for the bartender, but yeah, shout out to Mr. Ruggs. You don't want to support Cove. these black-owned businesses? You're just going to run out on the I, that's bill? That's what I went. That's what I'm telling people. Go support. But anyway, shout to but Mr. Pay your Ruggs. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> we got rumors on the way? Yes, and we'll be talking about the Grammys throughout this morning, but we'll tell you about somebody who's been nominated 13 times and has finally won his first Grammy. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. So congratulations to Nas. He got his first ever Grammy, and that is for his album, King's Disease. Yeah, I see a lot of people saying uh, that was a Lifetime Achievement Award for Nas, but I disagree. In my opinion, King's Disease was the best album in that category. If it wasn't Freddie Gibbs, it it definitely should have been Nas, because just to me personally, King's Disease was the best album in that category. I think so, too. I thought it was the best in that category, but I think Nas, they they skipped over a bunch of Nas albums that I feel should have won Grammys, but congratulations to Nas. Queen's legend. Yes, other people in that category were D Smoke with Black Habits, Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist with Alfredo, J Electronica with their written testimony, and Royce the Five Nine with The Allegory. Now Freddie Gibbs did react to Nas winning Best Rap Album. Look, I might have lost today, but I'm undefeated in court. <laughs> Drop on the clues bombs with Freddie Gibbs. Perspective, baby. Mm-hmm. Perspective. That's what like right, now. J Electronica album was dope too. I, I really love that album. It was. I enjoyed it. 
All right. Now, in addition to that, Beyonce and Blue Ivy Carter made history. They uh, actually Blue Ivy is the second youngest Grammys winner ever. And Beyonce won her 28th Grammy. So she is the most decorated female Grammys winner ever. Yeah, so congratulations to her. Yeah, dropping a clues box for the card is Blue not even gonna care about the Grammys. You know how kids get tired of pacifiers? Like the pacifier is the most important thing to them when they're young, but then yep. they get older and they just like whatever. That's how Blue gonna feel about Grammys. So many in the house. You didn't see them hey, all. What is that? Touched them all. Another just cup. Another one. Another cup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Another all right, cup. now Tiffany. Tiffany Haddish, by the way, won a Grammy, and she found out while she was working on Kids Say the Darndest Thing. Here's what it sounded like while she was on set. I'm just happy with being nominated, personally. You've been nominated a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I've been nominated a couple of times for some things. But I just and want I a Grammy. love. I just what? You just want a I Grammy. Just love being nominated. People. I just, I just want a Grammy. Are you serious? I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Y'all see, see this thing in my ear? Tell them all you just want a Grammy. Congratulations. You just won the best comedy album. Y'all serious? I'm serious. You know a black woman has a, hasn't won in that category since 1986? Drop on the clues bombs with Tiffany Haddish, damn it. Crash to Tiffany Haddish, absolutely. There's no way you can what know. Go ahead, what'd you say? I was going to say what a cute way to find out. Yeah, and there's no way you can know Tiffany's backstory, know what it took for her to get where she is and not be mm -hmm. happy for her. She deserves it at all. Drop on the clues bombs with Tiffany Haddish again, damn it. Hey, Tiffany got a... Well, Emmy and a Grammy now, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, she's getting closer to that EGOT. Oscar and the Tony. All right, and Little Baby was joined on stage by Killer Mike and Tamika Mallory. Come on now. As well as insecure actor Kendrick Sampson for his Grammy's performance of The Bigger Picture. Here's Tamika. We don't need allies. We need accomplices. It's bigger than black and white. This is not a trend. This is our plight. Until freedom. Until freedom. Down house and couch and watch it on TV. The most two years of Twitter rat called it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy. Replaced with apathy. I wish I could magically. That's what the future so then you can face it and see how messed up it'll be. Mm. He told me a couple of secrets before he lay down in his grave. Mm. All of us serve the same masters. All of us nothing but slaves. And never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. Drop on the clues Shout bomb to for Lil Baby. You know what, man? First yeah, Lil Baby. Yeah, yeah you got to salute Lil Baby because there was a lot of people looking for that kind of record from, you know, a lot of different artists last year, in particular Kendrick Cole. And I don't think anyone expected that from Lil Baby, but he delivered. And every time I've seen Lil Baby at these award shows, he's using his platform to deliver a message and adding a verse from our leaders, Killer Mike, and some words from another one of our leaders, Tamika Mallory, was perfect. So salute to Lil Baby. <laughs> And in a press release, he said, my performance is important to me and I had to make sure it was right. Nominations aside, actually performing the bigger picture means the most to me. I paint pictures with my songs and wanted the performance to bring that picture to life. Just like with the song, this performance had to reflect the real, no sugarcoating. My family, my fans and my city know who I do this for. That's right. And I'm going to tell you something, Killer Mike going to really get his flowers when, his, um, when his, 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 his solo album comes out. He hasn't put out a solo album since rap, so it's been a while. But he's going to really get his flowers when... um. His new solo album comes out. And salute to Tamika Mallory. Make sure you pre-order her uh, upcoming book, State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built, in stores May 11th, but available everywhere you pre-order books now. Mm -hmm. Tamika Mallory might put out, should put out an album. Her voice sounds pretty I know, amazing. Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? 
Yes, and let's talk about these racist election laws. Stacey Abrams is warning everybody right now about a new election bill in Georgia, which, by the way, they're trying to pass all these election bills across the nation, and we'll tell you what to look for. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Want to sleep great? Let Mattress Firm sleep experts match you to your perfect mattress. I found mine. Visit mattressfirm.com or a mattress firm near you to find your perfect mattress. Brought to you by Mattress Firm. Rest assured, we'll find the right bed for you. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page. Oh, excuse me, front page news. Congratulations to Drew Brees. He retired on in football after 20 years of playing football, being a quarterback. He has retired. So congratulations to him. No, oh, God bless him. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he was tired of waking up with a hurt back. You know, you're 41 years old, 42 years old. It's time to hang it up. Everybody's not Tom Brady. That's why Tom Brady's such an anomaly, by the way. And it's 15 years with the Saints. So congratulations to he? him. What's Drew B's age? I How believe he's 41 or 42. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. 42 years old. 42. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> that Tom Brady guy is different, man. Yeah, very different. All right. What else we got, Yee? Well, let's talk about Stacey Abrams. She was on CNN on Sunday, and she was talking about these racist election laws. Republicans in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Texas, and likely other states, including Michigan and Wisconsin, are trying to roll back access to mail balloting, eliminating drop boxes, toughening voter ID laws, and erecting other barriers to the ballot because of improving, quote, voter security and restoring faith in the outcome. Here was what Stacey Abrams is warning us about. I do absolutely agree that it's racist. It is a redux of Jim Crow in a suit and tie. We know that the only thing that precipitated these changes, it's not that there was a question of security. In fact, the Secretary of State and the governor went to great pains to assure America that Georgia's elections were secure. And so the only connection that we can find is that more people of color voted and it changed the outcome of elections in a direction that Republicans do not like. That's right. That's why you got to mm-hmm. pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, man. How, you, how else are you going to help protect voters from racial discrimination and voter suppression if you don't put something in place to protect it? Simple as that. And once, and, and I always tell right. people, once again, this is why people have to stop saying voting doesn't matter, because if it didn't matter, why the hell are they always trying to stop us from doing it? In Georgia, there's some bills that they're trying to pass that would end automatic voter registration and limit voting by mail and Sunday voting. And they said that disproportionately targets black voters who tend to vote for Democrats. All right. 150 spring breakers were arrested in Miami Beach. And they said that Friday was the wildest day as about 120 people were arrested on Friday. Two police officers were also injured during clashes with them. They said it's a really difficult situation. A lot of people are coming to Miami and they're coming here with the wrong intentions. So the city is under a midnight curfew amidst the pandemic and officers who were injured have been attempting to make an arrest when they were attacked. They said the crowd ended up turning on those officers who were there. The gatherings led police in some areas to deploy pepper spray to disperse them. And on Saturday, 30 more people were arrested. You got to really be committing crimes for a police officer to arrest you during this damn pandemic. Because I wouldn't want to get that close to you. Hmm. Yeah, you know, and it is spring break time. So for everybody who is trying to figure out what they want to do, you know, just be really safe. And y'all don't got to be mm-hmm. like partying in large crowds <laughs> and groups of people there. You know, just you must not have been to Florida, <laughs> Atlanta, or Texas. I haven't. I haven't been to Florida at all. <laughs> I've been to Atlanta, but not to no parties. You got but Instagram. I'm just saying 
if if you want to go somewhere, at least try to be safe and Please. not be all up under people. Florida, Georgia, and Texas ain't nobody going there to be safe. <laughs> okay. They're going there to be turned up. Yeah, those places are open, open. That's why I was surprised when I did the seminar that they had the, you know, the social distancing police. But yeah, no, those those places are open, open, and people are partying. That's right. All right, and rest in peace to uh, Marvin Hagler. He's a middleweight boxing champion. He died. He was 66 years old. He was the middleweight champion for most of the 80s. He died unexpectedly at home in New Hampshire. His wife, Kay Hagler, said on social media, she posted, I'm sorry to make a very sad announcement today. Unfortunately, my beloved husband, Marvelous Marvin, passed away unexpectedly at his home here in New Hampshire. Our family requests that you respect our privacy during this difficult time with love. Now, I saw another boxing legend, uh, Thomas the Hitman Hearns, who, you know, him and Marvelous Marvin Hagler had one of the probably the greatest round in boxing ever, the first round of their fight. He said mm. that uh, uh, Mr. Hagler died because of the vaccine. Yeah, I, I, I seen that report, too. Nobody else is saying that but him. Right. Um, His cause of death has not been disclosed. And they actually correct. have a website, MarvelousMarvin.com. For um, whatever information, but his family is asking for privacy right now. They said it was natural causes, uh, according to his website. Mm. Well, Thomas Hearns. All right. Well, that is your front page. I don't know. I'm just telling you what it says here. Yeah. Yeah, we don't report anything that we don't know. Oh, please. After ten years now, really? Not when it comes to something like that. You don't want to do that. I I didn't report it. I just said what Thomas Hearns said. Yeah, that's not a report. Mm. All right. Well, when we come back, BRS Cash will be joining us. That's right. He's uh, if you don't know who he is, he's a a rapper from Atlanta. He signed Interscope Records, and he had the record Throat Throat Baby. Baby. Yes. Now he's got a record (laughs) called Cash App with Mulatto. That's right. Produced by Zach on the track from North Charleston, South Carolina. All right. So we're going to talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. BRS Cash. Morning, brother. What's going on? Good morning. Peace, young king. Man, I know the scrippers got to love you. Because you make script club anthems. You can play that that whole project you just put out cash only and keep a woman on stage for 30 minutes straight. Oh, yeah. For Absolutely. Sure. For sure. They definitely going to make some money when my song drop. For real, for real. So let's, let's start from the beginning for people that don't know. Well, how, how did you get the name? Well, let's start from the beginning. How did you get the name? All right. BRS so, Cash. Uh, my name originally first was Cash Cash. You know, I ain't no, like, coming up, like, you know, copyrights and trademarks and stuff like that. So somebody had already ended up having that name trademark. So BRS is Bankroll Society, which is my entertainment. You know what I'm saying? So to brand my to brand myself with my uh, entertainment, I just put BRS in front of cash and just dropped the cash. You can't never go broke. Oh, nah. You can't ever go broke. Not nope. if your name Bankroll Society. Yeah, Bankroll Society. <laughs> you Listen, so how did you get into rapping? So, so how did you start rapping? How did you get into rapping? I mean, you're from Atlanta, so everybody Atlanta rapper. How did you get into rapping? What was your inspiration? How did oh, you yeah, start off? So, um, I started rapping like when I was uh, about 12. When I was 12, I was modeling. So when I was modeling, I had to find like a talent. And my mom was in a girl uh, group. Now, wait, wait, back wait. In what do you mean modeling now? Because there's... Modeling and there's the mall guy that says, hey, your son is cute. He should be a model. Which model are we talking about? I don't really know. I really was just trying to find something to do. But my mom was in the girl rap group back in the day called Leather and Lace. They had a deal, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not even sure. Like okay, by okay. the time I was born, <laughs> everything was everything was different. You ever heard any of any of your mama's songs? 
You know the crazy part? I ain't never, I never listened to Damn, it. Damn, pull up some leather and lace. Let's hear what mama talking about. We I, get to that later. I never listened to it, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So from there, you know, I guess the music was just in the family. It just gravitated to me. You know, Throat Baby, man. Throat Baby is one of the most romantic songs I ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah, for sure. What, what was your inspiration, sir? Man, after a crazy encounter one night, I had to make a song about it. <laughs> Real. Some crazy, crazy, crazy. Cause me, like, the reason why I made the song is like I'm a pleaser. You feel me? Okay. So for me to get something that pleased me in such a way, I had to make a song because I never really liked it like that until then. Man, tell your old uncle Charlotte some more, man. What city? What state? I'm living vicariously through you. What? Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta. You never liked like that? Nah. He ain't say that. I yes, said, he did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I ain't never like it. What? Never liked it like that. <laughs> and then when I got it, I, I was like, you know what? I got to make a song. As soon as she left, I wrote the hook. I texted to her. It was up. But that ain't the first part. The friend, her ex-best friend, ended up giving me something even crazier. What? And that's how I came up with the second verse. <laughs> what? Hold on. Set the stage for us now. What? So what What you was doing? You was in the studio? You was on a date? What? Nah, I wasn't in the studio. Yeah. I was in the, the, sec, the second encounter was in the back of the Sprinter at the park. Damn. Yeah. And, and she knew like that, like the friend. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She already, she already like had a feeling. So you know, she just outdid. Did y'all ever do it together? Did you ever get that at the nah, same time? Man, nah. They had that fell out by then. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was over with. Cause of you? Nah, it wasn't cause of me. It was something previously before that. But I think I was somewhere in that mix. And you wrote a song about it. Yeah, I wrote a song about it. Did she ask for a cut of it? When her, she her boyfriend ended up blocking me. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he, he read. I guess he got her phone and started reading the text messages. So it was, it was over with. It was over with. I ended up and then with the lyrics to the song? Yeah. Throw baby. Yeah, the whole thing. Because <laughs> I, I, I told her it was about her. I said, I wrote a hard song about you. I had to. I kept it real. I kept it real. Hey, inspiration comes in a lot of different forms, man. For sure, it changed my life too. Now, what does your mother think about you rapping now? Because since she was in the rap game, oh, she loved you. I mean, also, what does she think about your song "Throat Baby"? So the crazy part about that is, my mom, when she was telling me that she listened to the song, that's what inspired me. When when her and my little sister started listening to the song, that's what inspired me to make the clean version. Cause I was like, man, there's no way she finna let her. She can She gonna keep going around her friends, let her friends hit his song. <laughs> so I had end up making a clean version from that. Let me tell you something, young man. There's nothing you telling your mama or any of her friends that they don't know about. Oh, I, I already know. But oh. I just don't want my mama looking at me like that. Like okay. this nasty boy. Cause she already think I'm nasty. So you a man? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's my mama though. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I want to remain it. like an angel in her eyes. Yeah. I, I saw it when you they had you performing outside of a church in Georgia. <laughs> I had to get out. I had to get out and vote event. You yeah. turn the lyrics to "Throat Baby" to "Vote Baby." Yeah, I turned. Who, who, whose idea was that? And how, how soon did you fire them afterwards? Uh, that I mean, it was part of my idea mm -hmm. because me growing up, I always felt like I had a voice, but I feel like people would overlook that voice. So when I seen the opportunity for me to use it in a positive way, I just ran with it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it." I came up with the song within probably like. Probably like an hour. I, I switched all the I switched all the words around. But not not the not the actual lyrics. You might have changed the hook, but you still sexy little bitch, sexy little hoe. You uh, didn't say that. Nah. What'd you say? How'd you start it off? I started like the clean version. Um, sexy little chick, sexy little whoa. 
I love the way you walk, love the way you talk. Let's all go walk to the pole. It's about time to catch the bowl, bowl baby. Yeah. Can't switch it up a little bit. I get it. I get it. So now, in the interview, you said you'd rather give than receive, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm a woman pleaser. Talking about Now, now the throw baby girls, they, they, they pleased you. So did you please them back in the back of the sprinter? Nah, 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 nah. I ain't do no pleasing in the back of the sprinter, but probably like... A time for, for the second one, mm -hmm. yeah. But the first one, ah. Uh, this is very interesting to me because I, I don't know too many men that didn't like shit. and and the fact that you liked giving it more than receiving it. Yeah, it, it just turned me on. Yeah, it, it turned me on. I don't know why. Did you learn how to do it the proper way? Did you know how to eat? Immediately? Oh yeah, I watched all the videos. Okay, like porn. What stuff? videos did you watch? I, you gotta get into that. I was on the <laughs> porn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I learned, I learned through a book. Cause you know, I, I had I had a homegirl told me I wasn't doing it right. For real? Yeah, and she gave me this book called The Ultimate Kiss, and, uh, it, and it taught me how to properly eat the poom poom. Oh no, nah, I, I just watched the videos and just practice, practice, practice yeah. make perfect. Yeah, on one person or multiples? Nah, one person at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, now at, at, at my age, I didn't, you know. Oh please, you're 27. <laughs> you twenty seven. Ain't, you ain't that child. You still don't know what you're doing quite yet. You learn, you getting there. Yeah. Wait till you about thirty five. I got a long time for 35. You was at, you was at, you talking about eating ass on your album too. Now you know I done slipped up and made a mistake. That's not times. a mistake. That ain't See, a mistake. See, only a 27 year old says it's a mistake. When you're grown, it's an you intentional know, act. Doing yes. Okay. That's right. You do it on the regular with the wife. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, say no more. Hi, we got more with BRS Cash. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with BRS Cash. You probably know his single throw, baby. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. He signed the Interscope. He's here. So what are your thoughts on Atlanta and everything going on with Atlanta? The, the house break-ins, the robberies, the shootings. And does that make you move differently? See, I, I've been moving. I'm, I've been moving different because, like, Growing up, you know, you be hanging with some of the folks that's doing all of that. So to see folks do it, to be like firsthand seeing it, it'll automatically make you move different. You feel what I'm saying? So it don't surprise me, but I wish it would like, you know what I'm saying, stop. Mm -hmm. Because at a certain point in time, folks is going through a pandemic. Folks is, you know what I'm saying, hurting for many and all that. But that don't mean go take it or, you know, do wrong to get it. How, how do you protect yourself? Because, I mean, you know, they they know you out here getting it. You see what you're doing. I stay out of the way. Yeah. I stay out of the way. I got security. I got my security out there. But I, I most of, most importantly, I stay out of the way. Mm -hmm. And if anything, you know, folks going to respect me because I respect everybody else. Like, I move off of, I treat people how I would want to be treated. So I don't give, like, if somebody be like, hey, bro, you know, listen to my song. You know, I'm going to give a person a chance and talk to them. I'm not going to cold show them to make them feel like, oh, well, I got to do bro the wrong way because, you know what I'm saying? He just tried me. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, you know, if I got time, I'm chopping it up. I'm doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? I can. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I miss the kind of music you make, man. Probably because, you know, I don't go to the clubs like I used to, but like records like, remember Chopper Style and yeah. uh, all the Yin Yang Twin stuff? Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Just those records that was for the ladies. Was it was it a conscious decision to focus on the women and not do the, the so-called street stuff? It was basically so. I'm going to tell you like this. My my best friend, he was one, my manager, mm -hmm. and he ended up getting killed in 2015. Man, sorry to hear that, King. So... You know, a lot of the stuff that we was doing, I had made a vow to change my life. So I didn't really want to promote the violence and the other stuff that was going on in my mm -hmm. life. I just really wanted to, you know, focus on, like I said, the fun, the party. You know what I'm saying? The ladies. Because that's what I like. 
So I ain't really want to, you know, too much talk about the other stuff. Now, I will in some songs, but as far as just constantly doing it and, you know, I don't really like it like that. When your partner got killed, did that, did that kill your drive or make you go harder? It killed my drive for a minute. I, I slowed down. I had stopped for a good, uh, a good two years, and I really had to get myself together because... I ain't really have it at the time, and he was mm -hmm. putting the money up for studio time. You know what I'm saying? He really believed in me and supported me. So after he left, it was just like I got lost, mm -hmm. and I ain't know what to do. You know, long little zoo. Did he get? He got killed in Atlanta. Yeah, I got killed in Atlanta, man. Some some folks that was working for him tied him up, and I, I had just got off the phone with him. No, like as soon as he got off the phone, he said, "I'm gonna call you back." I said, "Okay, cool." And like I would see him every day. My car was broke down at the time, so I couldn't go to the spot. So. As soon as he got off the phone, he's like, yeah, I'm finna have some ben, I'm, I'm gonna call you right back. Meet me at the studio. So he never called back about the studio time. And I was thinking, like, dang. So I called his brother, like, the next day. They're like, yeah, check on your brother. I ain't heard from him. You know what I'm saying? His phone going straight to voicemail. That Sunday, I was singing in church in the choir, and he said he was going to be there. And then when I when I got to church and I looked in the crowd and I seen that he went there, I'm like, dang, bro. You know, he ain't never said he was going to be somewhere and not, and not call mm -hmm. me. So at the end of church, I sat down. In the um, when everybody went downstairs to eat. I sat at the altar and I had prayed a little bit and I was thinking. And like the next day, they called me and it was like they found them. Um, the maintenance man opened the door, and found them tied up, shot in the head. God yeah. damn! They were trying to rob him, or they just oh yeah, they robbed him. And then when they got caught, they had his clothes on. They had them bought new jewelry, everything. Like I say, you know, we was really out here doing it. But yeah. He was getting so many. His own, you said his own people did it to him. Yep. It was two brothers that was working for him. You say it was in the studio? They was working in the studio? Where they was working? Nah, they, he, was at this, he was at his house. Okay, okay. What they, I mean, working what? What you say working? No, oh, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. kind of slow. He ain't figured out hey, long man, time. I ain't been in the street in a long time. You know what yeah. I mean? Whatever. He was there working yeah. at. They, they found a uh, space opportunity. Damn, What man. got you back into it? This said it took you two years. So what got you motivated to say, you know what? I'm so, going to get back into it. During that two years, my girl best friend, Right here, R.I.P. Yeah, you, made, my you made the record thug cry for her. Yeah, I did the record mm -hmm. thug cry. She got me through that little through that little space. You know what I'm saying? She motivated me to keep going. And in that time, you know what I'm saying, just to see how how much somebody supported me, it just made me want to go hard. And, and then once I you know once I got out of that grieving moment, I just got back to it. And I'm like, this is what he would want me to do. So in that time, I got back in the studio, started doing music. My friends from Growing up, they the club promoters in the city. Mm -hmm. So they like, man, come on, give us a record so you know so we can help you out. So I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, I'm still I'm I'll keep making music, nothing then then register. So finally they heard the throat baby. They like, bro, you got one. That right there and in that whole little time period was like motivation. But then in the time period of Throat Baby coming out, cause she one of the girls talking at the beginning, mm -hmm. she got off work, got into a car crash, and she died. And she got to hear the song one time in the club. So from there, I just felt like I started even go harder even then because it's like I felt like she blessed the track. So I keep her close by me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Were you surprised with the success of Throat Baby, what you were talking about and the fact that it was a number one record? Oh, yeah. Um, Because uh, upon releasing it, I was real hesitant about putting it out because I didn't want women to look at me in a certain type of way like I was degrading them. But I had received a, a little bit of backlash from women. My brother, all women. Give a That's what I all said. All men. I ain't gonna say all men. A, a, a lot of men eat. Right. Like it's a sexual act. Like right. what's degrading? You, you know what I'm saying? You was like throat baby. The one to yeah. give them to you. I saw you. Yeah. I, like, I showed how passionate I was behind it. And to think you used to sing in the choir. 
<laughs> I, I did sing in the choir, you know. You said you was, was singing, in the choir. I was singing on that Sunday. Like, my dad, like, is deacon at the church. Okay. So, like, I would go in there, like, on men's day. I would volunteer to go up there with them for men's day. Because, you know, it was the the church was more so women than yeah. all men. So, I would go up there. You remember any of the church songs you used to have to sing? I mean, a little bit. Which one? I remember the, uh, dang. I can't even remember. See, you, the, the fact that you asked me just made me forget. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me forget. All right, we got more with BRS Cash. When we come back, let's get into his hit single, Throat Baby. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Throat Baby, BRS Cash. He's in the building. Morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. We're talking to him now. Charlemagne? I read that you're in the meditation, and now it makes so much sense because you've experienced real trauma. You know what I mean? Between oh, yeah. You know, your, your man getting killed and, and, and me getting killed. Like, so that is that what got you into the meditation? Yeah, um, that's one thing that got me into meditation, mm -hmm. but it's just channeling my energy. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I changed my life. So practicing the laws of attraction, treating people, you know, how you want to be treated, putting positive energy into the universe to receive it. You read Rod the Burn, The Secret? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like one of my uh one of my other homeboys, like he older than me. He getting he getting he getting money, you know what I'm saying? He owned houses, got car service and stuff like that. And he was teaching me like how he manifested his businesses, you know what I'm saying, succeeding and stuff like that. And he actually taught it to me because like I, I was doing like odd jobs. So if he needed something done in his house, I would go over there, do the maintenance, do the leaves or something like that, you know what I'm saying, wash the cars for him. He like he would try to put money in my pocket to keep me out the streets. So he started to teach me as he, you know what I'm saying, as I'm working for him, he started teaching me. Mm -hmm. And I just started practicing. I just started practicing, and it made me look at people differently. It made me treat people differently, and things has been going up ever since. Yeah, I love meditation. I, I, I go to therapy once a week, too, but my mm -hmm. homegirl, her name is Debbie Brown. She's one of the main mindfulness leaders in the country, and she's been telling me for the longest, you got to start doing meditation. You got to start right. doing meditation. So I just started doing meditation with my beads and doing my chants, and I yeah. got my mantra. You got all that, too? Yeah. I write the write the um the affirmation down in the book. I write down things that I goals that I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. He taught me how to look in the mirror and you gotta become one with yourself before you can mm -hmm. become one with anybody else, like all that. And it, it helps me with a lot of the like a lot of the pain and a lot of the stress. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So releasing it. It's amazing. It's amazing. I do it. I do it. I, I try to do it before I go to bed. If I don't do it before I go to bed, I do it first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it just, man, it's like it's like hitting reset on the on the on the Xbox. All the negativity that people would say to you, you can just look right past it and laugh at it, and, and it, it don't even bother you. Did you do any therapy or anything before the meditation? Nah, I feel I, I feel like I should, mm -hmm. but. I feel like the stuff that I've been through, me channeling that into my music, it kind of helps a little bit. So, uh, music is is one of the forms of me like expressing myself. So I I kind of get my feelings off in that type of way. So it's in a, in a sense, it's like a, I am like I'm telling people what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, every song that I got is a real life situation somebody around me you know what i'm saying it's something so it's just like i'm getting it off my chest yeah i think i think music i mean I don't, i'm not a musician but i would assume music is therapeutic but it's it's not therapy because right. music you're, you're telling somebody about the experience but when you're in therapy you're telling the therapist about the experience but then you're also getting to how that how that experience makes you feel right you know right. what i mean and right. it's, i just think it's a difference i mean yeah in a, in, a, in a sense it is, it is. Well, what's the biggest stress reliever meditation or meditation hmm 
No, I want to ask, with your dad being a deacon, how does he feel about your music career and what you're rapping about? Now, we, we <laughs> your dad done got some throat babies too, now, man. Look, so, so my daddy, right? Like he he was in prison for eleven years. So you know how that go. When he came home, he just it was just something for him to do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you think your daddy full of <laughs> now. I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, shout out to my daddy. Man, shout out to come my daddy, on, man. You to the church and the hustle for pops? Nah, I think it's just something to keep him out the streets. Because he good. don't want to go back. Yeah, that's good, yeah. though. For sure. But, but you, he believe what he, he preaching at least, right? I could be saying the wrong thing. I don't even think my daddy. Deacon, my daddy probably an usher. He the man that hold it, though. <laughs> So, Yo. so, so <laughs> he don't have a church. Yeah, he got a church. He, it's our family church. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Oh, so damn. So you come from a generation of pastors and deacons and all that. You say I don't know about pastors. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. They own the church, but I don't think none of them were no pastors. Who owned the church? Your family? Yeah. I remember when my mom and my daddy got married. The old pastor, I think he ended up dying. Mm -hmm. So the church was just done. And they, I think they bought it or something. It's, it's, it's a situation. I forgot how it goes. Yeah. It's something like that, though. They, they own the land or something? Y'all, your family own the land and all that? I can't even tell you. I just know it's New Macedonia Baptist Church in Lithonia. Does your daddy preach? Nah, he don't be preaching. Okay, so you're not a deacon then. That's what I, see, that's why I said I probably got the wrong name. He yeah, probably yeah, ocean. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I know he in the church, though. Yeah. He go every <laughs> Sunday and put the suit on and be at the door with you, the white glove. But you too, though. Hold on, that's an usher, ain't it? Yeah, yeah he is an usher. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the usher. In this case. Damn. Now, you also believe in the law of attraction, like you said, and I read something you did 10 years ago, which I thought was, was dope, something you spoke into existence. So, tell us about that. So... I, I used to be at school or whatnot, you know, I said I always knew that I was gonna make it in rapping or whatnot. So I had made a fake contract and I went online, I was like looking up record deal contracts and then I had put uh, Interscope on the contract and I always kept it in the folder. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, these folks don't offer me a deal. I used to go show the contract. <laughs> I was like, yeah, these folks don't offer me a deal. I don't know if I'm gonna take it though. And me keeping that contract brought it into existence today. Wow. And I end up um, going with Interscope because my ex-girlfriend was signed to Kylie Park and they was with uh, Interscope so I was like real familiar with it oh yeah girl was a rapper too yeah 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 what's her name her name was Kelsey she was in a girl group called Bistoso Bosses that uh, Rod Wave had just sampled one of their songs okay so yeah damn so that's the law of attraction so now you signed to Interscope yeah 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 yep. for sure well I like what you're doing um, BRS Cash man Oh yeah, I let's appreciate get, let's that. Get into the record, man. Let's introduce the record for people that haven't heard uh Throat Baby. You wanna do Throat Throat Baby or Cash App? Oh, we can do Cash App so we so we so we turning that one up. Yeah, let's do Cash App with my Cash app. Introduce Produced by Zach on the track. North yeah. Charleston, South yeah. Carolina's own. Yeah. What's poppin' is the kid, BRS Cash. Y'all finna get ready to listen to that Cash App featuring Mulatto. Produced by my boy Zach on the track and Baby Breezy. Let's get it. And tell them where to find you and all that good stuff. You can find me on every social media website, B-R-S-K-A-S-H, B-R-S-K-A-S-H, B-R-S Cash, man. Breakfast well, Club, what they do? I, yes, sir. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Kirk Franklin's son, Carry On, posted a recording of an argument that the two of them had. And he posted, this is why I'm done. No father should speak to their children like this. If I have any issues, it's because of this type of treatment that I deal with behind closed doors. Listen to this. Okay. If you think I'm ready to strip, I'm going to say 
See nothing wrong with it. Uh, my dad would talk to me if I talked to my dad crazy immediately. And that man is 33 years old. So absolutely. I don't see nothing wrong with it. All right. Well, Kirk Franklin responded and he did apologize. We've tried for many years through counseling, through therapy, to try to rectify this private family matter. Recently, my son and I had an argument that he chose to record. I felt extremely disrespected in that conversation and I lost my temper. And I said words that are not appropriate. And I'm sincerely sorry to all of you. During that conversation, I called the family therapist and got that therapist on the phone to try to help. He never played that part of the recording. I'm not perfect. I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm trying to get it right. Please keep me and my family in your prayers. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those times when, you know, you got to hear all sides. But truthfully, I don't no. have to, truthfully, I don't have to hear all sides because that's family business. Like that's, that's son, family business. That, Absolutely. That son is 33 years old. That's not a little boy. I don't know why Kirk spoke to him like that, but I'm sure he had a good reason. And uh, it, part of the reason is we can see like you try to you release that audio trying to release trying to ruin your dad's career. Like you said, that's family business. Well, no, but We've we all gotten we, we, we don't know how it got to that point, though. I mean, it doesn't matter. We all have had arguments yes, with our parents, our sisters, our brothers, our situations. And I would pray that no matter what, whatever is family business is family business. You don't release an audio, try to embarrass your dad. Yeah, of course. No matter that, what but, it is. But that's after the fact. No. We, we don't know what got them to that point. But like I said before, it, it, it doesn't matter to me because that's their family business. And that's a grown ass man. That's a yeah, 30, he's not a child. He's 33 years old. old. Carry on responded on his Instagram story. He wrote, he apologized to his fans only and not me. This is why I'm done. And then Kirk Franklin's daughter, who's Carry On's sister, Kennedy, went on social media and said, this wasn't the last family book we, we took. I'm really tired of this. If you want to air out things, I can do that too. I still have the screenshots. We all have screenshots and recordings too. What was so bad about your childhood? You were a black privileged boy. You were legit fed with a silver spoon and given countless opportunities. You just didn't take them. So what? Now you're mad because you're 33 and have have nothing to show here's what else kennedy said i'll go to war there's always another side to the story and yep. i'm sorry if somebody keeps on disrespecting me and, and spewing out falsely allegations that could ruin my reputation like that i would cuss them the hell out as well sorry i've just learned from previous experiences whether it's with him or anything like that family don't mean nothing. like you don't gotta be blood to be somebody's family yeah, that's why I said it's family business. We got that one phone call. That's one glimpse, one side. We don't know what made it get to that point, but even still, that's their family business. It's nobody's business but their own. That's At their 99 years old, my grandmother would still whoop my ass if I stepped out of line. And yeah. I wouldn't do nothing. At, at My pops is 70-something years old. He would still whip my ass if I did something wrong and stepped out of line. And that's, how, that's how our family rocks. I don't know about anybody else's family, but Big Mama, she runs the family. And if you disrespect Big Mama, it is what it is. And it's that's, also, that's my family. It's also sad if, if you call a man, you know, a, a bitch ass N word, and then they do something like, you know, re, re, release your recording. It proves. You're proving them right. Yeah. <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. Okay. Well, Plot Twist Plies went on social media and said uh, he sounded just like me on that phone. Hashtag <laughs> none of us perfect. That was not my dog on that phone. That was me. I take full responsibility for those actions. But even I don't understand why Kurt Franklin can't curse. Kurt Franklin never claimed to be perfect. 
Like just because he makes gospel music, he can't curse, bro. He can't let his emotions get the best of him. Sometimes you ever yeah, got cursed? And that's your I child. know you got cursed out by your pops before. Man, please, I used to get beat with extension cords. Right? Angelie, yeah, I but, know you got cursed out by your pops before. Of course. Okay, all right. But I'm just saying that's a 33 year old grown man. Like I mean, I'm sure that it was a lot that you know got to that point for Kirk to react like that. But that's different. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Missy. E. Charlemagne, who are you giving that down to? Um, now nah, there's no excuses for this young man. All right, well, he's not a young man; he's an older man. But his name is Matt Rowan. Uh, we'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Mountain Dew is partnering with HBCUs in an effort to uplift the next generation of badass black innovators and entrepreneurs with the Real Change Opportunity Fund Pitch Competition, empowering students to go out and do. Visit MountainDew.com slash real change to enter. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was gonna be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yes. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day for Monday, March 15th goes to Matt Rowan. Who is Matt Rowan? He is an announcer for high school basketball in Oklahoma. He was calling a game uh, last Thursday. Last Thursday night, and one of the teams participating in the game were the Norman High School girls basketball team. Drop on the clues bombs for the Norman High School girls basketball team. Okay. The Norman High School girls basketball team decided to take a knee in protest. We all know what taking a knee means in sports. It's a gesture uh, made famous by Colin Kaepernick, the protest against police brutality and racism. Can't think of too many things that piss off white supremacists more than taking a knee during a national anthem. Now, a lot of white supremacists try to mask their racism and bigotry under the guise of being patriotic. They say if you take a knee during the national anthem, you are being unpatriotic. But we all know it has nothing to do with the lack of respect they think you're showing for the red, white, and blue, and everything to do with the lack of respect that they have for the black, <laughs> period. Don't believe me? Well, let's look at Exhibit A. Matt Rowan, announcer who was calling the game for an online broadcast on the NFHS network when he saw the protest. He had some words for the Norman High School basketball team, and he didn't realize his microphone was on. Let's go to CBS News for the report, please. A hot mic caught a sports announcer using a racist slur during a high school basketball game in Oklahoma. It happened when the team from Norman High School knelt during the national anthem Thursday night. The local school system has severed ties with him. Now, I couldn't really hear what, what the slur was. Do you have an isolated? Okay, now, <clears throat> kneeling is in protest to racism and police brutality, which usually goes hand in hand. But if I'm kneeling to protest racism and your response to my kneeling is they're kneeling, effing niggers, aren't you proving us right? Okay, don't ask why we kneel when your response in 2021 to me kneeling is you calling me the N-word. I don't claim to be the smartest man in the world. I've said it a million times on this radio. I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, nor am I the strongest Avenger. But man, oh man, if y'all want people to stop kneeling, stop protesting, then stop giving them things to protest and kneel about. Okay, now that's only the first part of Donkey today. It's a couple of reasons he's getting donkey. 
One is for the blatant racism. Uh, second is for the statement he put out apologizing. Would you like to know why Matt Rowan's, uh, would you like to know what his excuse was for calling these girls the N-word? Let's go back to CBS News for the report, please. It happened when the team from Norman High School knelt during the national anthem Thursday night. The announcer, Matt Rowan, later blamed his remarks on his diabetes and a blood sugar spike. The local school system has severed ties with him. Huh? High blood sugar? Diabetes? Really? <laughs> your blood sugar levels are very low compared to your blood mayonnaise levels, okay? Type 1 diabetes. This is type 1 racism, okay? I didn't know racism was a side effect of diabetes. I don't know how because there's nothing sweet about racism. By the way, last time that I checked, black Americans had higher rates of diabetes than white Americans. So can we use diabetes as an excuse to be bigots? I mean, I had to Google the side effects of diabetes. I see foot ulcers, cardiovascular disease, vision impairment, gum disease, fatigue, strokes, nerve damage, but nothing about racism, nothing about bigotry. In Matt's statement, he said, I suffer from type 1 diabetes, and during the game, my sugar was spiking, and I became disoriented, mm -hmm. and I often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful when I'm in this state. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. Hmm. Let's unpack <laughs> this. As my therapist says, uh, number one, Matt, you said in your statement that you often say things that are inappropriate as well as hurtful when your sugar is spiking. So this wasn't an isolated incident, okay, because you said this happens often. All right, this is what you do on the regular. And you said, I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements. I do not believe. What do you mean you do not believe? If I ask you not to do something, yes or no is the only answer that suffice. If you tell me you don't believe you would do something, I can't trust that. Matt, why can't you trust yourself that you wouldn't call black people N-words if your blood sugar level wasn't spiking? I'll tell you why. Because you're a racist. That's it. And furthermore, when your blood sugar level is spiking, you get fatigued, you get shortness of breath, you get a very dry mouth. I didn't hear none of that. In fact, that nigga sounded wet when it came out your mouth. Okay, I also didn't hear no trouble breathing. And your damn sure didn't sound tired. Matt, just... Just please let Kathy Griffin give Matt Rowan the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. uh -huh. luck, luckily, he was fired. Okay? And that's that. Cracker right. ass, cracker! Hey, 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 drop one of Clues bombs for Chris Rock. Damn it, man. Whoa. All right. Wow, Chris. Okay. Wow. Didn't know All you right. wanted to add that. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We just reported uh, in the room is that Kirk Franklin and his son uh, got into, I guess, an argument. They went back and forth and his son released the audio, we believe. So let's hear a clip of it right fast. Okay. If you think I'm God he did knows. say shut the F up. God, but, God knows Kirk Franklin's heart. So let's open up the phone lines. Could you forgive your child? What All right. Mean, if they released the audio after they recorded me like that, recorded you and then released the audio. Cause I mean, I, let's be, let's, let's, let's be serious. Let's be obvious. He's trying to ruin Kirk Franklin's career, right? That's the reason why you would release the audio of a, of a, a I guess a pastor or a Christian artist person, right? They right? were trying to embarrass him. 
At least maybe in the middle of the his career as well, I believe. Him. Well, it shouldn't it shouldn't ruin his career at all because none of no. us are perfect. And all, no. and, and all of us have been in those situations with somebody that we love. All right. So let's open up the phone lines. Could you forgive your child? 800-585-1051. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Kirk Franklin and his son. They got into a little argument. His son uh, released the audio. Can we play a clip of it right fast? Okay. If you think I'm ready to but let me say it like this. So we're asking 800-585-1051, can you forgive your child if this is what they did to you? Release the audio. Um, I guess we could start with you, Charlemagne. Could you could you uh, forgive your child? Yeah, I would forgive my child. You know what I mean? Um, I would definitely forgive my child for releasing that audio because I mean that's my child. But you know, once again, that man is not a child. He's thirty three. He's a grown ass man. I don't have a son. I got three daughters. But I know uh, it got to a point in my life where. I was trying my pops. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you get older and you think you can try pops. And my pops had to treat me like he would treat any nigga off the street. So I'm not mad at Kirk. And I think it was quite lame of Kirk's son to record him and release that. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So if you're going to treat me like I'm just, you know, any old Joe Blow that you dealing with and not your daddy, I'm going to talk to you like you any old Joe Blow and not my son. And by the way, that, that aggression that Kurt had... That probably came from the fact that was his son. The fact that his son did try him like that. The person that you actually raised and, you know, invested in time and money and just being a father, that 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 probably hurt different than any anything else that, that Kirk Kirk has ever been through. And that's why he went to that place. Uh I would forgive my son, but I would never forget it. That's something that would I I would never forget. I don't know how uh you guys were raised out there, but you know. You never went against your mom or your dad. I mean, in the house, if you got into an argument, you got into an argument. You never disrespected your father. You never disrespected your mother. And no way in hell would I ever do anything to try to hurt my pops or hurt my mother or try to get them in trouble. No matter how bad the argument was, how nasty it got, that's just how we were raised in our family. Like, you can get into an argument, but you never go against your family. Whether it's your aunt. Your uncle, your grandmother, your grandfather, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother. You never go against your family. Try to put anything out to ruin your family. You can go. You can do anything you want in the house to get in an argument, but you don't get disrespectful. And my dad has put hands on me one time for getting disrespectful. I remember it was after a baseball game and I said something wild to him and he punched me dead in my chest. And that was enough for me. And I will never disrespect my parents again, ever. And the same thing with my kids. If my kids get disrespectful to me, yeah, as, as Mayno was said, the hand of God will come down. Uh, what do you feel, Ye? I mean, I just hope that this leads to them actually mending whatever issues they have because they've been having issues with their relationship. And so all you can do is hope that something like this explodes and then makes you realize, okay, what can we do to try to fix this? And if not, 
I don't know, but family, sometimes you hurt the people closest to you. Forget all that. If you had a child and your child released some audio of you, Say I can't imagine you ever talking like that, though. I don't Could know. Could you forgive but, him? But yeah, again, I would forgive him. Like, that's my child. I mean, at, at I the would, end of the day, that's my child. I would forgive I him, but I mean, I that, don't, that, it, don't, that don't mean I'm not going to be mad. That don't mean I'm not going to be pissed Correct. off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that I'm not going to be looking at him sideways for a while, Correct. but that's still my child. I can't imagine you just not loving and your child just because of that. It's impossible. Your love, your, your, a parent's love should be unconditional. Now, Absolutely. I think it's like that on the mama side. Mama and grandma love you unconditionally. No matter what. Daddy got some conditions. I really believe that. <laughs> I really believe in some conditions with daddy. Daddy got some conditions? Daddy got conditions. Mama, mama and grandma love you unconditionally. Daddy, I think, got conditions. So, All right. I mean, and, it, and Kirk Franklin did say he did have a therapist on the phone and was trying to work through some things. He tried, yeah. If he really didn't care, he wouldn't even speak to him at all. So the fact that you can get that upset and emotional does show... That at least that there's some emotion. And by the way, Kirk knows that young man better than any of us. We do realize that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So if Kirk got to that point with that young man, he got to that point for a reason. We just look, we on the outside looking in, trying to piece to piece things together because of one phone call. Nah, no, we can't. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Chris. Hey, Chris. What's going on? Could you forgive your son if your son did that, put out audio trying to, to ruin your career and embarrass you, brother? I will forgive my son if he tried to embarrass me and ruin my career because at the end of the day, that's still my son. We're mm-hmm. family. But at the same time, I'm going to have to take my belt off and I'm going to have to get that ass. I come from a family where you do not disrespect an elder at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts as a chain of command. Grandma's on top, then papa, then mama, you know, your aunts and uncles. That's right. And so forth, you know. So you never disrespect an elder. No one will back you up. If they found out in my family you disrespect the elder, you're going to get what you deserve. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines, talk to some more people. 800-585-1051. Could you forgive your son if this was the situation? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it now. I know it now. I know it now. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Kirk Franklin and his son. Uh, they got into an argument. We played the uh, audio earlier, and we're asking, can you forgive your son or your child, I should say? Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, it's Greg from North. Greg, what's going on, bro? What's good, man? Could you good forgive morning, your son, man? Charlamagne. Peace, King. Yee, how you doing, Mrs. Miss? I'm sorry. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. So, I mean, if I had a son, which hopefully I will have one, hopefully soon, uh, I definitely forgive him. It's gonna take some time, you know what I mean? You know, it's um, we both need to go to therapy, but it's gonna be, you know, we both have to go with open mind and go see see a therapist, uh, counseling, whatever, individual as well as together. Um, but you know, it's that old saying, "I can forgive, I ain't gonna forget though." That's Absolutely. right. I'll forgive you. But but you know, you know what scares I, me though too? You know, we all know things that our parents have done that could get them locked up, whether it's something small or something big. What? Well, I mean, we all do. I mean, let's be honest. Whether you, you it's, let's, let's be honest. It's something I don't small. Know. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't okay. know what the hell kind that. of crime family y'all had going on in Queens. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say that. I don't know <laughs> nothing that my parents did. I don't know nothing about that. 
You did, did like, you snitch on your parents? Like I said, we all know what? something that our parents no, have done we that, don't. That, that could get them in trouble. It, it doesn't. It, we de- we all know. Y'all can sit here and lie, but like what though? What? You don't um, an example. No, I don't, I don't know anything that would my get dad, my parents locked up. My dad abused drugs. My okay, dad, that could get him locked up. Yeah, but he went. To, he, went to, he was in rehab, so that's not a. But I'm just saying, we my all dad, know something that could get our parents in trouble. My your, dad your sold drugs. drugs. That could have got. He got locked up for that. So I don't know. Well, I said we all know something that could have got our parents in trouble. Your dad sold drugs and used drugs. Yes, we all know something that could have got our parents in trouble. And if if he's willing to release something like that, who knows what else he's willing to release? That's all Let I'm saying. Let me ask my parents right now. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't know about. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Now we're asking. Uh, you know, would you forgive your child if if they release audio of you wilding out, trying to embarrass you, or trying to ruin your career? Listen, my ten year old son would have known better. So at thirty three, ain't no forgiveness, ain't no understanding. Only forgiveness is gonna be had is when I go outside your head for real. <laughs> details. I don't know if he still live with Kirk or if Kirk's still taking care of him, but I think the biggest thing to remember here is that that man is 33 years old. And you, you, 33. Yeah, you're dealing with an adult. It may feel like you're still dealing with your child, but that's a mature adult. And they should be treated with respect unless they disrespect me. And at that age, he know what fighting words is, too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> at that age, you know better. All right. I'm it wouldn't have been all that talking if it were me. Uh, but Kirk Franklin to apologize? What you apologizing for disciplining him for? You need to apologize that you had to discipline him at 33. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, Thank you, mama. been no apology neither. I'm Them fans you. don't live in your house. Because if they did and they were talking to me like that, they'd have got the same problem. <laughs> he told his dad to shut the F up. I can't even imagine my dad being in his seventies. Me telling him to shut the f up. By the way, y'all raised differently, man. By the way, uh, my daddy put the fear of God in me when I was young. That beating with the extension cord and then making me go take a bath. I wish I would tell my daddy shut the f up. Even at this age, I'm not. Y'all doing raised that. different, man. Please, There's no way, no way. I'm, Hell no, I'm shut still, the f up. I'm still, I'm still scared of my pops. To this I'm day. still scared of my mom's and my dad. I'm still scared of my grandmother. She passed away many years ago. <laughs> you talk about. All right, what's the moral of the story? Oh, the moral more of the story is, you know what I mean, when it comes to any of these situations with your children, regardless of how old they are, always approach the situation with love. But when you got these grown-ass kids, remember you're dealing with an adult, and you may feel like just yesterday with children, they were children, but they are mature adults, and they should be treated with the respect they deserve, unless they disrespect you. All right. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and there were rumors going around that this famous couple has broken up. Well, we'll tell you what they're saying about working through things. All right. Dramos is so hurt about Man, this. Puerto too. Rican flags are at half mast this morning all across America. <laughs> Puerto Rican we'll get flags are at half mast all across America because of this news. <laughs> all right. We'll get into it next. Is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, that just came in. So 
right now they are announcing what the Oscars are, uh, nominees are. So uh, Daniel Kaluuya got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. That's what we know so far. He should win but this that. is happening mm-hmm. in, in real time, yes. Uh, so we'll keep you guys updated on that. Now let's talk about J-Lo and A-Rod. So there were reports over the weekend that the two of them had called off their engagement. That's all amidst rumors that Alex Rodriguez was pursuing Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm. Well, they did issue a joint statement insisting that they are still together, but they are working through some things. Uh, Yes. Meanwhile, J-Lo put out some old video clips and photos, and she posted a a song by Sweetie, Pretty Bitch Freestyle. I ain't worried about a blog or a bitch. You're dumb. Speaking on my moves like it's news, you a snitch. Puerto Rican flags are flying at half mast right now. <laughs> Puerto Rican flags are flying Goodness at half gracious. mast until this situation gets resolved. Dramos. I, don't, I don't like how excited you are over there. I'm not excited. It I sounds excited. like it. You've been in here with one or the tear coming out one eye all morning. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I want the best for you and your community. <laughs> when a, when A-Rod was caught by TMZ, they asked him if he was single, and he said, I'm not single, no. So it looks like they are trying to work things out, but this has been bubbling over for some time right now, These this whole report of A-Rod. FaceTiming uh, with the woman from Southern Charm. So we'll He's see innocent. what happens. Mm-hmm. He's innocent. <laughs> I'm with you. He's innocent. All right. Now let's discuss Rennie Rucci versus Mulatto. How did this happen? Well, Mulatto dropped that freestyle, which we played last week on The Breakfast Club. And if you guys didn't hear it, here's the beatbox freestyle. Beat, Lotto, beat, money, beat, Balenciaga, beat, beat, take everything, mother beat. I'm the biggest. <laughs> Bitch. All right, well, Rennie Rucci responded and she did her own beatbox freestyle. She said, if it ain't directed, it ain't respected, but it's still gonna be addressed. Big Rennie, the biggest. I've been waiting on the day a rapping bitch try to drop a dish. You talk shit on the seat, but we all know who the biggest is. I've been counting Benjamins, look like I hit the lotto. Bitch, you know just what the business is. I really hit the lotto. I was really being humble, could have been popping this big shit. I feel like three summers, bust down 41, that big shit. Bitch can't show me nothing new, cause all that shit I been did. I hope she really keep it cute before she get a big split. Goddamn, Alyssa, you look like Rena in all your pictures. How you take a bitch lost out and turn around and try to diss her? I have no idea what the hell is happening, but I like the fact it's being addressed in raps. But Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, like, because, you know, Big Lotto and then obviously put in the big in front of your name. And then uh, Rennie Rucci made her name the biggest on Twitter, on Instagram. So the arguments so about Big? What about Big Sean, mm-hmm. Big Pun, Big Biggie Smalls? It's, big, it's been a lot of bigs. Like, what's, what are they arguing about? Right. You know, I think she felt like Mulatto was taking shots. A lot, some people did take offense and it's a freestyle. Like you said, it's music. And Rennie Rucci actually said on social media, it's rap, not beef. Big difference. I don't have beef with nobody. At the end of the day, whoever felt some type of way was supposed to rap about it, not those subliminals. But that's just my opinion. Hey, well, Rennie Rucci from uh, Irmo, South Carolina. So drop on the clues bombs for Rennie Rucci. Damn it. OK, stop crack all day. I like my bombs, too. both of them. Both of them be spitting. I love. I like both of them actually. Yeah, I will say though, it does sound like they battling each other on that on the thing. Like they sound alike, both of them on that on that beatbox free stuff. All right, and here is what uh, we actually had Rennie Rucci on lip service recently. Here's what she had to say about women in rap. Everybody be online kicking that. 
oh, girl power and we need to work together. It's unity and we need, I'm, yeah, I'm happy exactly for everybody. Right. That be on the internet. Bitches really don't be trying to work for real. I'm talking about females in general. Like we gotta, we really gotta stick together. It ain't a lot of us. They let the he say, she say really control the narrative. Fans be making beef. And instead of bitches getting online and being real and straight to the point, they let the shit linger and carry on. And that's how beefs be getting started. All right. So hopefully this is just some things that are just going to be only on, you know, in the music. And I, I feel like it will be. Right. And that's a, the right response. If you feel like somebody's talking about you, address it in the music. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we are updating what's happening with the Oscars and some of these nominations live. Chadwick Bozeman was nominated for actor in a leading role. Also in Best Picture, Judas and the Black Messiah was nominated for that. Uh, the Trial of the Chicago 7 was also nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Best Director... Let's see, we had um, another round. Thomas Vinterberg, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, and Promising Young Woman. For Best Actress in a Leading Role, Viola Davis. For Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anja Day. For The United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand for Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. So these are just some of uh, the nominations. Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Of course, we already told you, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Lakeith Stanfield was also nominated for Judas and the Black Messiah for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Best Supporting Actress. We're uh, getting all these nominations in right now. So They got Best Original Screenplay, too, Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah deserves to win all the awards. I agree. Ph- phenomenal film. It's really great. Yeah. That's going to be a big year. So I'll be interested. To, I'm just glad that they even, as we're looking at these nominations, just seeing who's um, on these lists so far. So shout out to Shaka King, too, for Judas and the Black Messiah. He actually uh, directed that movie. Well, I, I, I want to know who the hell is the, the lead in Judas and the Black Messiah. Then. If Daniel if Daniel and Lakeith are both uh, nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, who was the lead in that movie? Well, no, I, I didn't guess... know that was possible. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> That's almost like they're trying to cancel cancel both of them out because I you know I, I thought Lakeith was the lead, so he should be nominated for best actor. And Daniel but I guess it's Judas and actor. the Black Messiah, so yeah. But one still got to be a lead, and it got to be a support. Yeah, which actor. one is the lead? And it feels like though. they're trying to cancel both of them brothers out because they know both of them brothers could uh could win in those categories. But that could just be me being a conspiracy theorist. All right. Well, we will keep you updated as these nominations are just coming in right now. That is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. And the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Women's History Month. And who we repping today, Yee? Well, today we got to give a big shout out to Tiffany Haddish. She won Best Comedy Album at the Grammys for Black Mitzvah. And she was the only woman nominated in this category this year for comedy. And you should know that there has barely been any women who have won in that category, uh, period. She's actually only the sixth woman to win and only the second black woman. So here is Tiffany Haddish actually discovering that she was winning. 
It's Women's History Month, and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman. I'm just happy with being nominated, personally. I've won, that been means, nominated a couple of times. Yeah, I've been nominated a couple of times for some things. But I just and won I a love. I just what? You just won a you Grammy. Just love being nominated. I just, I just won a Grammy. I just, are you, are you serious? Congratulations! You just won the best comedy album. Y'all serious? I'm serious. There's no lie. This is for real. I really won. Woo-woo. You know, a black woman has a, hasn't won in that category since 1986. Can I tell you why I'm crying? Why? It's a lot of bumpy roads that you cross, right? And it's a lot of times you feel like, well, am I doing the right thing? Is this really, is this good enough? Am I good enough? Am I strong enough to do this job? And then you just have to believe in yourself as much as you can. And against all odds, you just say, you know what? I'm going to just put my best foot forward, and I'm going to give give the world the best that I got, right? Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. And that was another phenomenal woman in history. All right, so again, congratulations. During Women's History Month to Tiffany Haddish, making history yet again. She was up against Bill Burr, Jim Gaffigan, Jerry Seinfeld, and she beat them all. All right. Shout out to Tiffany Haddish. All right, when we come back, we got the the positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, shout out to everybody that came out to Atlanta for our real estate seminar while we try to teach people how to get into the real estate game, whether it's uh, a multi-unit or your first single home or whatever it may be, wholesaling. We just try to teach people what we honestly didn't know and we had to figure it out. So shout out to everybody that came and was sold out. We appreciate you guys. I know a lot of people have been asking, you know, when are we coming to your city? We can only go to places that are open. Uh, we're actually going to be doing New York, New Jersey, May 2nd. And again, you know, it's only 30% of the people allowed in the building. So it's going to be a very small seminar, but uh, you guys are invited to come. Just click the link in my bio for more information. Shout out to uh, Rugs at Copper Cove. I appreciate the love. Also, I shout out to uh, Akineli. Akineli, uh purchased a club in uh, Atlanta called King of Diamonds. So King of Diamonds Atlanta is open now. So shout to Akineli. I seen Akineli. Shout to uh, Ed Lover. I ran into Ed Lover when I was down there as well. So shout to all my ATL family, BQE. And I just have a great time every time I go to ATL. I just love the food in Atlanta. Like the food in Atlanta will definitely get you gaining some pounds. So shout to everybody in Atlanta. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yeah, I do have a positive note, man. The positive note is simply this. uh, Self-care. Right. I know a lot of us take Sundays to do a lot of self-care. Just know that, you know, caring for yourself is not self-indulgent. Caring for yourself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? 